0: check it out they lied to pharaoh they disobeyed pharaoh and god said that they feared him and they feared the lord and they obeyed god through disobeying civil magistrates pharaoh and uh lying about why they did what they did so i don't know if they taught you that in in youth group but it's in the bible you know
1: wake up church there's a war going on for the soul of our country where the lies of the demonic control the narratives of our culture. Join your host, Gary Duncan, in search of the Kingdom Warriors of our time. Those not afraid to speak up and walk out the Word of God in the face of evil. Get ready for a supernatural impartation, a spiritual download of faith and fire into your life. Welcome to the Remnant Revolution. Hi hey folks, Gary Duncan, your host for Remnant Revolution. man. You're going to really
2: enjoy this one. I've got Doug Giles. He's an artist and a best-selling author, uh, permanently banned from Facebook since since 2018. He holds nothing back. He's full-on, 100% throttled to the floor. We're going to talk a little bit about, as you saw from our title, fear, and it's full of crap. And he's got a challenge for the pastors out there in the United States of liberal acrimony. If you can show me one place in the scripture where the word of god says to live in fear of a bad cold to live in fear of dying to live in fear of elected officials to obey civil magistrates who praise evil and punish god and to stop gathering together to worship in person if a bad cold starts coursing around the country and if you hold your worship services on zoom and then mask ups skip rows and pews between families you know all of all the things that we did in 2020. He's not holding back. He is a pastor as well, and he's just challenging us to um, to wake up. I've read his book and I'm telling you it it is it is it's throwing stones, but it's also throwing the truth. And I and I encourage you to get the book. It's called Dear Christians, Your Fear is Full of Crap. 2 Timothy 1:7. I think for some of us this might be a little rough. But hold on to your hats, put your seatbelt on,s and enjoy the conversation. anybody ever told you 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 kind of talk like Dennis Miller? You have that kind of drop, that kind of humor.
0: Yeah, he's uh, and thank you, man. He's he's one of my uh, icons. So yeah, one of the coolest things that ever happened to me was uh, I got interviewed by Dennis twice. Yeah, he, he's a. Uh, He's an interesting cat, man.
2: Yeah, I, I made no. I said you're the Dennis Miller of Christianity. I'll take it.
0: <laughs> so I get, I get Ted Nugent, Dennis Miller, and it's like, yeah. look, well, like I, I was baptized in dirty water. My mentors are Ted Nugent, uh, Dennis Miller, and Elijah. So that explains a lot.
2: Appreciate you coming on the program and the podcast. It's uh, just a pleasure to to see you face to face and uh, hear you talk about. Uh, What's been going on the last twenty two years here that we've dealt with in your new book, and so talking with uh, Doug Giles, right? Is it Giles or Giles?
0: Giles. Yeah, Giles. Soft G like giraffe.
2: Okay. Now you, I want to point this out because you've got seventeen other books, right?
0: Yeah, I actually have uh, I actually have nineteen. 19. Um, yeah. So the voices they just keep going inside That's- my head. People seeing my weird gloves. I literally.
2: You're not a proctologist, right?
0: No, I'm not. I'm not checking Jethro's oil. Uh, (laughs) I'm an artist. So I went when when the Zoom meeting alert came in, I was literally working on a painting. So I'm not a proctologist. I'm an artist. And uh, the reason I wear the gloves, if anybody thinks I'm a wuss, is like I deal with turpentine and acetone and that crap will eat your flesh.
2: Yes. Yes, it will. And anything else it touches. Um, So um, your book. Uh, dear Christians, your fear is full of crap. I just loved it. I, I don't know how I ran across you. You've got a podcast. It's called um, uh, Warriors and Wild Men with co-host, co-host uh, Rich Whitman. Yep. and Whitmere, excuse me. And I love listening to that. And I think I heard you talk about your book. And I got a hold of it. And I'm telling you, folks, he's a man's man. A warrior just like it says and um you've got a Sleevel- lot of other books sleeveless t-shirts Sleevel- you know you just you gotta come as you are right working my redneck yeah now are you in a in your your bio it said your um the cigars and sermons is that a church now or is, was it still an yeah, so, so, event i guess um, is what you
0: said since you brought up the cigar i think i'll smoke one there you go right now, now this might
2: offend a few um Bible thumpers, but well,
0: I, I hope it does.
2: <laughs> so, Gary, I was
0: at a I was at a pastors' conference, and um, gosh, this goes back nearly thirty years. And uh, so, we're sitting around with a bunch of senior ministers. Okay, we're not talking about new believers. We're talking about guys who've been Christians for years. They have churches of anywhere from five hundred to three thousand. I'm on, I'm the low man on the totem pole. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, so everybody's ordering drinks, and uh, since it's a pastor's conference, everybody's doing tea, sweet tea, Coke, Diet Coke, dark pepper, root beer. Comes to me, and I order one Coors Light, which is barely beer. I mean, it's barely beer. It's like two percent by volume. And Gary, I I only drank one. I didn't, you know, get up on the table, start dancing. I didn't, you know, get into my Z twenty eight, start you know, driving around the city, you know, creating havoc for, you know, innocent people. I just had one beer. And um, you would have thought that I ordered uh, warm blood from the last (laughs) Wombat on the planet and drank it, you know, in homage to El Diablo. And uh, I get the same kind of crap with the cigar stuff. So I figured, you know what, I'm not going to hide it. I love smoking cigars. There's no injunction in scripture uh, to not do it. And uh, people always bring up it's like, well, your 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 body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's like you just ate 17 pieces of catfish and you <laughs> 31 hush puppies. You've got more chins than a Chinese phone book. You're 300 pounds overweight. <laughs> exactly. I I cycle probably you know 60 miles a week. I work out constantly. I smoke cigars. So position, go heal yourself.
2: Let's see. Now, let's get into your your book because I know you got a little bit of time. And I'm telling you, it's hard hitting. It is pure, raw truth. Um, And, you know, just let's talk about 2020 because I know where I was at. I I was at. And and that was the time the light switched for me. Everything switched. I, I got red peeled probably before that. Actually, about seven years before that, I started waking up to a lot of stuff. But 2020 really sent me over the edge and since then i've just I've, I've run across a lot of people that feel the same way that we just totally miss something the church missed something i love what you say in the book about the and it's in the very front of the book about pastors should repent for closing down and doing what they did and i agree a hundred percent i've yet to hear that i doubt we'll hear it and you know because they they the again you get into Romans 13 all the stuff that goes on and we just need to if you just watch the news now i mean they're they're coming after our kids some of the stuff they're doing to our kids we just i mean christians should be out in the streets with pitchforks with these people cuz this is just it's demonic it's luciferian and they're totally ignorant of what's going on in our country so where what was your mindset in 2020
0: yeah, so, you know, I've I've never feared sickness. I've never, you know, been some kind of scared, dread-laden hamster of anything. You know, I've gone into the deepest, darkest places of Africa and Mexico. I'm a hunter. I travel a lot. I do mission work, you know, especially when I was a, a, a young Christian. And I'm not just talking about passing out tracks of Juarez. We'd go into the tail end of the Sierra Madre in the state of Nayarit, uh where – where there's no streetlights there's uh there's hostile indian tribes the Kora, that we chose uh you got you got the federales that are that are planting heroin and marijuana and we're invading their space and trying to liberate people uh from drug addiction and and also i would eat their food and drink their water you know not fearing if i'm going to get montezuma's revenge so i've never been you know some nail biter and so when the 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 plague from the wuhan lab that fauci uh oversaw and um <clears throat> when it was released upon us which i believe as a, a weapon to collapse america's economy yep um everybody's you know in dread of it and you know when trump said gary he said look we're going to take two weeks to flatten the curve i said okay i'll do it so we had our cigars and sermon event which is a, at that time it was a monthly bible study and so i said look we'll just we'll just punt for the the month of march april we'll reconvene and then of course you got fauci and burks and all the other quote-unquote you know experts coming in saying oh no you know we've got to do it not just for two more weeks but what the heck maybe in perpetuity maybe for you know infinity and beyond we're going to social distance we're not going to have christmas you know we're going to like uh, granny rut and uh the assistant living home and uh you know this is the new normal and I'm, and, and it's right then that i started smelling 1984 this orwellian bullcrap rat cage that they're going to strap on our heads and make us toe the line and so uh at that juncture i was going to a, a church and then i started uh getting memos and emails from the church like well you know Mayor McCheese and Governor Abbott says that we got to gather safely, and so we've got to social distance. We're going to close our church down for a few more months until he allows us to open the church. Mm -hmm. And Man, you know, I don't want to aggravate hair loss, but I started (laughs) scratching a bald spot in the back of my head uh, just listening to these pastors. You know, my pastor say, you know, we're going to follow Abbott's edicts. It's like That's you gotta, wisdom. You gotta freaking be. Yeah, this is. We gotta. We gotta gather wisely. And it's like you gotta be kidding me, man. Because uh, I believe, Gary, that there's somebody who trumps uh civil magistrate, a governor, and I, I think it's. Hold on. What's his name? Mm. Uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. <laughs> and uh, he, you know, he's omniscient. He saw, you know, in his omniscience that. 2,000 years uh, since he schlepped this pebble, that there would come this Wuhan Weezer. And uh, in spite of it all, he says to meet weekly, uh, have communion, greet each other with a holy kiss, and, um, and, and continue to do this no matter what comes along. Mm-hmm. And then you've got all these nutless wonder pastors that curled up in the fetal position and what their big diaper. And uh, they started obeying, uh, again, civil magistrates, thinking that they were, you know, adhering to Paul's edict in Romans 13 or, or Peter's in 1 Peter 2, when in fact they were, they were doing the opposite of what Peter and Paul and the Lord Jesus Christ commands, no matter what's going on. And they, they decided that they're going to shut their church down, that they're going to have Zoom meetings, which is a Chinese app, and they're no friends of christianity and and you gave them an eyeball into your church inner working and all the people that are a part of your church or they went to facebook who again so facebook they're no friends of christians and so the stupid little christians and the shriveled nut little pastors they started obeying the government instead of obeying god and that's why i said in the first chapter it's like look pastor you can show me anywhere in the scripture where you're to cease and desist communion where you're to separate, you know, uh, or social distance, you know, six feet from people when you gather together. If you can show me where we're we're supposed to stop in-person preaching and worship, and uh, we're not supposed to love and hug each other anymore. If you can show me one place in the Scripture where Jesus said, "Look, if a bad cold comes around, here's the modus operandi. Here's how you operate. Here's how you roll." If you can show me anything remotely close to ceasing our regular uh uh, gathering together i'll i'll eat a tube sock because it's not there and we acted like more or not we i continued cigars and sermons you know no mask if people were sick don't freaking come you know it's 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 that it's that simple it's that easy and um but again the pastors and all the churches they folded up like cheap suits and I think it's because the, the hallowed 501c3 that they worship uh, more than God. They're scared of being fined. They're scared of being uh, put in prison. But, um, you know, again, I take my cue uh, from, from Christ. And uh, sometimes following him is a political offense, which Peter and Paul found out, you know, pretty quickly in the book of Acts. But uh, these guys are terrified. I think they should hand in their man card. And I think just like uh, we used to recall automotive uh, automobiles uh, back in our day uh, if they were crappy and they didn't operate properly, I think there ought to be a great recall of pastors
2: things are different now things are totally different in the church i i I believe and because we've gotten to the point now that they're willing to kill even more people than they've killed in the past but I mean, it's so it's so dark, and it's so manipulative. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, when they started abusing, when they started censoring truth, that's when it really kicked up a big notch for me, and, and to watch how people in the church responded to that. You know, I remember hearing comments about, you need to stay off Facebook and quit, you know, you're, you're supposed to be a Christian, and, and you're mouthing off on Facebook about this or that but we never had discussions about why we were mouthing off and, and what was the reason about it. You know, the reason was because they were shutting us down. They were shutting truth down. S- truth is what uh, you've heard. I think you've probably heard it. Truth is is lying in the street, getting walked upon. And what are the churches doing? You know, we're still in our buildings uh, singing Kumbaya, you know, and I'm looking for those kind of guys that are that have thrown down the gauntlet and are going after this stuff. You know, and, you know, how many
0: and, people, how many pastors stood up for uh, Artur Pulowski in Calgary right. when he defied them? Everybody's like, well, what does he know? He's a rogue operator. He's from freaking Poland. He saw that garbage go down when he was a young kid. And then, boom, you know, he thinks he's moving to the land of the free and, and the home of uh, hockey. And he goes to Calgary in Canada. And he's like, this, this is the same crap that uh, we were under the boot of, you know, many moons ago.
2: I love he, that video that went viral of him throwing them people, those health people out of the church. I'm like,
0: wow, look at that. Then you, got, then you got a uh, pastor who was uh, less demonstrative uh, uh, than Pulowski. You've got, uh, uh, I think his name's James Coates, pastor in Edmonton, Canada. Again, uh-huh. Canada leading the charge, and we're supposed to be these big, bold Americans. And you see these Canadian pastors, like, we're not going to take this crap. Uh, uh, Rodney Howard Brown in um, Tampa, Florida, he didn't shut down. Billsboro County Sheriff arrested him. Now he's suing them, so this is going to be interesting. And his church, Gary, exploded when he kept it open. Same thing that happened with John MacArthur, and there's other pastors that did it too.
2: Yeah, I'm down talking- Louisiana, uh, was it? Yeah. Tim? somebody in Louisiana, right? Yeah. You yeah, talk about that in the back of your book. You, you list out some of these guys and their stories. Yeah, so there's there's
0: a lot of guys that that I'm missing. So they're not all tinker pots, but they're. I'd say the. I'd say the. the- <laughs> Uh, the gamut of them are are pretty. I don't know. Uh, to me, it's shameful for you to act like that. And the only person, man, that I saw—I don't know if you saw this uh, video. I'll send it to you. We put it up on clashdaily.com, which is my news portal. A Catholic priest in Arizona. He said, "You know what? I I completely, you know, flopped down on my post. I didn't uh, I didn't serve Eucharist. We shut our church down." I'm ashamed. I'm sorry. I haven't heard a Protestant pastor say that yet, and they should. And uh, cowardice is a sin. I don't know how, I don't care how they slice this. Mm -hmm. They were a coward to not go against the federal and the state and the local edict because the church is this thing, Pastor. It's essential, it is God's eternal purpose. They carried on having church, you morons, during the bubonic plague. You know, the first the first wave and the second wave. You got Tyndall translating the scripture during the first hit of it. You got Martin Luther enacting the reform and the second leg of the plague. They didn't stop. And, and this was a, a no kidding, no crap plague where you have three quarters of Western and Southern Europe croaking. It's not like people are getting a bad cold and they got the sniffles. And so you're going to shut everything down. That was a test run gary i think they're going to come back again with COVID, you know 24 or 26. i think it's going to hit around i don't know october you yeah, know
2: this year and and then in right. 24 too right
0: yeah a little mail-in balloting you know you got to have <laughs> something uh to uh stem the red wave that's coming and um you know I saw churches. They're like, ah, hey, we're gonna roll up. We're gonna have vaccine, uh, you know, centers on the parking lot. You know, get this strange poison uh, injected in you. And if people think that I'm a conspiracy theorist and I'm full of crap, the mask didn't work. The vaccine didn't work. The boosters didn't work. New York Times now reports it. The CDC's like, oh, yeah, we kind of missed it. Uh, Freaking Fauci. He he just resigned in shame. You know, he's he's
2: getting out because he's going to get in trouble.
0: Oh, yeah, man. If uh, if we get the House and the Senate, man, he's going to go under this thing called the microscope and it's not going to be pretty. And uh, but again, but look at it, man. You know, all the Christians are like, well, you know, that was weird. It's not weird. It's cowardice. You need to repent.
2: Right. And it's it's demonic. You know, I've been doing a little delving back into history. And you can just see the fingerprints of, of the devil and his little minions throughout it, starting from the Adam and Eve. And this virus is just a part of the plan. To me, the churches should be seeing, they should know the history and then they should see how it trans, transgresses to where we're at today and not be surprised by some of the stuff, but they're, we're not even addressing it. And that's what, what kind of flies over me the most is if we didn't see it in 2020, are we going to see it when it comes again? And was that the last stand? You know, that was one of the questions I wanted to ask you is because, you know, because in the back of your book, you go through a lot of verses and Psalms and, and how to, um, to, to pray. You've got one section that says, uh, God restores our land. And I'm, I'm struggling with, with, feeling happy about the future, you know, because yeah. um, I don't see uh, people waking up.
0: Yeah, I think, I think, uh, um, let me bring you over to uh, the rarefied air of, of hope that I live in. It's not, it's yeah, not use
2: the F word because you've got a chapter in there. It's called, you, you right. use the F word. So, hey,
0: clarify that. <laughs> yeah, so um, uh, I'm a post-millennialist. So I don't believe, uh, you know, the, the, church is going to get the shiitake mushrooms kicked out of us. I don't think that uh, the devil wins in time. I believe that Christ uh, had this significant victory. When was it? Oh, his first coming. Uh, over death, hell, and the grave. He's ascended into heaven. He's king of kings and lord of lords. Uh, we have two-thirds of the angelic armies at our behest, according to Hebrews uh, one verse 14. We're filled, Gary, with the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, the indomitable Holy Spirit. And so uh, the United States of liberal acrimony, they don't want God, they publicly boo him, kick him out of their party at the DNC in 2012. So I'm thinking that, yeah, they're probably tied to, uh, I don't know, El Diablo. So if they are, then Satan's a created being, which means that he has no power over the creator because he's, he's a creation. Uh, In the death, burial, resurrection, and ascension, he was uh, stripped of his power. He's got one-third of the fallen angels uh, with him that are ever-diminishing in power on a regular basis. Uh, There is no massive Holy Spirit on their side of the ledger that can empower them. I'm I'm like looking at Christians like, what is your problem? It's like, well, it's never been this bad. Did you not? Pay attention in the 20th century, where we had uh, two world wars, Vietnam, Korea. We had the liquidation of hundreds of millions of people through Stalin, Hitler, Pol Pot, uh, Chairman Mao. I mean, that was some absolute crazy, demonic liquidation, and we're still here. And so, if we are now faced, you know, with again this full-on assault from uh, anti-theistic Marxist radicals. Then little Christian, instead of getting your bags packed and ready to uh, be raptured at any moment, which I don't believe it's going to happen, dig your heels in and freaking fight. Fight with the weapons of our warfare. Like in my book, Psalms of War, Prayers that Literally Kick Ass. Uh, there's a whole bunch of imprecation, maledictions or curses for those who went to public school that God said to pray against people who are impenitent and implacable and watch God come uh, <laughs> open up a 64. 64- ounce can of whoop ass on these entities
2: i mean it's it's
0: it's pathetic gary to hear christians like well
2: that's how it was said it's we know how it's going to end yeah we know how it's going to end it's like uh um salt and light Ever heard of that one right hopefully
0: god will rapture you out now so that the workers can come out not you (laughs) first but the crybabies and they could just take them off the planet so we can get to work here's how here's a, a reason that I have hope man college football stadiums hockey stadiums NFL you know stadiums that were quote unquote woke you know two or three short years ago are now screaming let's go Brandon that was that's, awesome that's rebellion on a gargantuan level and I don't know if these people are Christian, but here's what they do know, that that half dead carrier pigeon, I'm talking sleepy, creepy Joe, who loves to sniff children. uh, They're not buying it. They're not liking the inflation. They're not liking the open borders. They're not uh, liking the invasion. They're not liking the fentanyl. They're not liking these insane uh, gas prices. And so I think what we're gonna see, if we can get free and fair elections, that's a big if. Okay. Uh, if we can get the free and fair elections, I think we're going to see a hundred year change in the whole gestalt of America, where people have really seen what unbridled um, Marxism looks like in a first world country, and they flip and hate it. And I've seen people who are apolitical, or they tilt, you know, center left. I live outside of Austin, so you bump into those guys occasionally. I've got friends all over the United States that you know, that I hunt and fish with. Some of them, you know, they don't really give a crap about politics. They do now. And you know what? They know what they hate. And it's uh, progressivism, it's uh, democratic socialism. And all of a sudden now they're woke. And Gary, they're turning the little magic bust of their family to the right. And uh, they're looking at Trump. They're not looking at, you know, Mitch McConnell. They're not looking at, uh, uh, Mike Pence. They're not looking at any of those guys because they're status quo. They're part of the problem, and they're looking back to the Great Disruptor, Donald Trump, and also you know cats like uh, Ron DeSantis just did an incredible bang up job in my former home state of Florida.
2: Well, I uh, um, I'm a precinct captain in our, our Republican Party in our county here, and I, part of my pessimism is that we just went through a, a election for school board. Yeah. And we had, we had three conservatives and one independent that pretty much will go conservative running. They got thoroughly trounced, okay? And yet, when I look at the numbers, the, the raw numbers, I, I have a, a precinct that's 3,700 voters. How many Republicans do you think voted out of 3,700 just in my small precinct?
0: Or the school board.
2: No, just election, just pure election. We had we had a primary for a Republican
0: Senate. Uh 3% of that. How
2: about 49 people? 49 wow. people out of 3700. Well, so here's the Republican what they, card.
0: Yeah, so here's what they got to do. Um, after they watch the podcast, walk out in their backyard, pick up a sledgehammer and hit themselves in the face with it. Cuz they're the problem.
2: Yes, and they are. That,
0: and, you know, probably a lot of pastors like, well, you know, we don't want to get into politics, you see. You know, God loves this and God loves that. And, you know, we're just preaching the gospel. And it's like, listen, man, uh, the scripture addresses all those salient issues that are dinner table concerns. And we're supposed to disciple nations, not just win people to Christ. And discipling nations and discipling Christians entails teaching them the biblical worldview. And that deals with economics. That deals with taxation. That deals with these things called freedom and liberty. Mm-hmm. And you get again these these little pussified, pusillanimous pastors, Gary, that won't touch it. You know. And I think I think it's because they're whores. I think they're sold out to money. I think they're sold out to uh, you know public approval and political correctness. And I I I would loathe. I'm not, a, I'm not a perfect man at all, man, but I'll tell you what I've got. I've got a healthy dose of the fear of God. I would loathe to be in their shoes when they die and they rock up to the Bema seat and they have to account to God uh, for their congregation when there are all these draconian overlords and enemies and satanic stuff happening and they didn't equip their people to mm-hmm. think through these salient issues. If it was up to these pastors— Unlike our founders and framers, who the majority of them had great Christian education and were solid as a rock in regards to their biblical worldview. If it was up to them and the founding and the framing of the United States, and they were back then uh, with their little chicken heart mindset, the United States would be called the United States of Wussification. And we probably wouldn't even have a country because they would have bowed and kissed Snagatooth King George's reign, you know? So we've got to we got to get the black road regiment back, man. That's why I wrote the book, uh, dear Christian, your ears full of crap. Um, try to, you know, give brains and balls for the brothers and, um, try to pull them out of the weeds cause, uh, this fights raging. It's hot. God's given us weapons and armor to wax the powers of darkness. And it's, uh, it's, it's time for us to blow the dust off of them and, and use them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And and I did have, uh, um, um, one of the pastors that's leading. There's a couple of different Black Roads regiments, uh, but uh, this guy he he does kind of a uh, theatrical, theatrical, educational thing on uh, Black Road regiment, and it's it's phenomenal. We ought to, we ought to
0: do one uh, that makes fun of uh, the Tinker Pot pastors, and we could do it the uh, the Red Neglige regiment.
2: <laughs> They're the little dandies, you know. Just dancing around. <laughs> right Tell us how you really feel. Just don't hold back. Because no, I mean, I, I, there's so much of that there, that I agree with, and there's truth in it, and you know, it's just like you said, you give tons of stories of of um, Paul and and David, and they wouldn't put up with what we just went through.
0: Well, forget no okay. Let's let's remove you know the biblical badasses from the equation. You know, like David and Moses and um Paul and Peter and chief dragon slayer himself jesus the midwives in exodus one they wouldn't put up with pharaoh's edicts like hey we want you to kill all the babies and like oh okay yeah we'll do that and um and they started saving the babies save moses and then pharaoh's like dude what are you doing it's like well you know the jews they have big hips they birth before we can get there and boom you know that's so they lied they did so check it out they lied to pharaoh they disobeyed Pharaoh and God said that they feared him and they feared the Lord and they obeyed God through disobeying civil magistrates, Pharaoh, and uh, lying about why they did what they did. So I don't know if they taught you that in, in youth group, but it's in the Bible, you know?
2: Yeah, I love, that. I love so,
0: that. Here's another thing about Paul and Peter. It's like, well, Paul wrote Romans 13, you know, we're to obey authorities. Like, wait, wait a minute. You're to obey uh, civil magistrates when they praise what's good and they punish what's evil. Exactly. When when they punish what's good and praise what's evil, then you're duty-bound as a lesser magistrate, as a free person under God, to disobey them and to rebel against them. And uh, you look at Paul's life. Paul bounced in and out of prison more than Lindsay Lohan did from 2007 to 2013. Mm -hmm. you got Peter. He was constantly, Gary's constantly in jail. Right. And so if somehow he meant, look, everything that the that Caesar says or everything that the king, you know, uh, dictates you're supposed to do it, well, then Peter sure as heck didn't lead by example, and neither did Paul. Because, again, like I said, those cats had a lot of mugshots, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> at the mm-hmm. end of their
2: life. Yeah, we've, I think we're, we've been through this grace field, love field last two decades and we've raised, uh, a bunch of chocolate soldiers. Mm-hmm. We've not been through a real war that creates hardships and, and reliance on God. And so we just don't know, like, like you were saying, you went through the, the deep parts of was it Africa and in the, in the jungles and the dark places. So just like David was learning how to be David as a kid by killing lions and tigers when he was tending sheep. There you go, one, did you kill that one? I sure did. Oh man, what'd you use? I used a 450, 400
0: three inch uh, double rifle and uh, that thing came to kill us and whoo, man. Uh, the one problem I have with the scripture Gary cause everybody asks me like, do you have any problems with the Bible? Like um, the creation account or Noah's Ark or you know, virgin birth. And it's like, well, honestly I do and uh, lord forgive me if you're listening i'm sure you are i have problems believing that david killed one of those kitty cats at 600 pounds with his bare hands
2: that's a pretty big cat he's uh, for those that are on the podcast he has a mount a mountain lion or oh, it's a cat it's a lion, uh, uh, african
0: lion. yeah african
2: a, lion thing weighs what 1800 pounds or something
0: no, uh, so that uh, my taxidermist put it in. It, we didn't weigh it, but he guesstimated around six hundred. Six hundred. Kind of, you
2: know, Scary cat, too.
0: Yeah. So anyway, of course, I'm being facetious. I believe that, uh, yes, you know, through God's power, you you can kill lions and bears with your hands.
2: Right, and so you know, it's just where we we haven't come through those struggles to really be. Well, again, um, the church,
0: Gary, the church hasn't. The pastors haven't allowed them to. Parents haven't allowed their kids to struggle. Yeah. It's like, oh look, little Timmy suffering, or poor little Tanya, She's going through a rough time. That's fricking life, man. Pony up, you know. You just didn't say, you know, <laughs> if you come to me, it's going to be tiptoes through the tulips. He right. you said you're going to have trouble in this world. He said, but cheer up, I've overcome it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I know you got to get going here. I'll, tell us what you think. Let's see. Where do we go from here? I guess is a question. What's your best advice for those that might have sh- surely have gotten offended as they've listened to this, but how to get over that and to, to realize the essence of what we're trying to do? We're at war. We're in a all-out blitzkrieg war of demonic proportions, right. and we need to wake up to that.
0: Yeah, so that, that would be uh, wake, you know, drink a double espresso and wake the heck up to what's going on. And uh, it's not business as usual, as you just said. This is not normal, mm-hmm. you know. And and for people, it's like, well, this is the new normal. It's like, no, that's some new, what do they call it in the Latin? Stericor Tori, In the Greek, they call it skubalon. Uh, the Brits call it bollocks. And in Texas, we call it bullcrap. There's no new normal. We always go back to what the scripture says. We operate according to the manual. And um, But but uh, practical advice uh, for parents, they're... Dipping into the podcast right now <clears throat> get your kids out of public school because they're no fans uh, of Christianity. If you have a boy in public school, they're gonna they're going to shame him away from his masculinity and we need masculine men under the governance of God who are providers, protectors, hunters and heroes uh, more than Yoko Ono needs a tuning fork. <laughs> uh, also uh, as much as you can get your kids away from social media, Instagram, Facebook, Uh, Netflix all that bull crap and I'm not a legalist but just get them away from that get them into fishing hunting farming trapping that kind of stuff get them out in the outdoors to where they don't have eye posture where they're just looking down all the time get them into something where you know they're taking in this incredible creation and they're being stewards of it like we're you know God created men to be and uh, thirdly Gary if you think that people got offended Uh, regarding all the crap that I just said in the last three minutes. Uh, they will get offended on this. I would pull your kids out. If you've got a church that's effeminate, if you've got a church that's therapeutic, if you got a church that curled up in the fetal position and wet their big Christian diaper during COVID, leave it. And go to home groups, uh, do some kind of supplemental feeding. Uh, we've got tons of great stuff over at our podcast, DougGiles.org listen to what gary has to say but i believe the church man because those aren't leaders if they don't repent over what they did during covid if they're not addressing and martin luther said this he goes if i don't address the most salient issues that concern my flock and what's going on right here and right now from a biblical perspective then luther said all my preaching is sin ezekiel uh, had it put to him this way in ezekiel 3 god says if you see uh, bad crap going down on the planet, and you don't say diddly squat about it. I'm going to hold you accountable, just as you, mm-hmm. just just as much as the people who sin, the the priest, the prophet, the pastor, who does not blow the trumpet. He said, I'll hold you accountable for their blood. It'll be on your head. So, right. have a good night's sleep.
2: Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. I mean, I'm, I'm there. I left my church of. 12-15 uh, years and it's kind of you know it's a, it's a wilderness to find a, those that are the remnant church those that are the warriors there are a few and they're far and in between um, so I just I don't have the tolerance to hear the, the happy clappy you know we're in a war we're being shot at we're being murdered we're being right. and, and if it's not addressed or brought up or any kind of just acknowledgement of where yep. we're at i'm done i'm done with it
0: how many how many churches uh address the issue of the raid on mar-a-lago
2: not a single one probably of course i, I can't say because i haven't yeah.
0: been in all of them yeah i guarantee a lot of them danced around it nah, it didn't happen look over there hey guys are you want to do you want to prosper today hey do you want to you know feel good about just it's like what are you talking about we're being
2: taken we're over. next we're next you know, we won't wake up till they come for us, and and the rest of us will already be taking other other measures. But uh, yeah, yeah, so, so.
0: Uh, it's uh, you know it's time for uh, the the men to come and the and the women of God, the midwives of Exodus one. It's time for the David's, the Elijahs, the Moses, right. all those guys. You know, to come to the forefront. Look at the look at the cat that God used in order to steer this uh the state of the ship or the ship of the state correct donald trump he's gonna pick out weirdos man and that's why exactly that's why god's picked you that's why he picked me because we're freaking weird but you know what we love him we love his word and not afraid
2: that's right yeah you got it man um doug it's been a pleasure i know you gotta run and his book dear christians your fear is full of crap what's up All right, I'm done reading this one. Give me what's your next best one that I need to be reading.
0: Yeah, so um, uh, if you haven't read Psalms of War, Prayers That Literally Kick Ass, that's been my all-time bestseller. It's 26 weeks at number one on Amazon. Uh, You know, Sad to say that it's dropped to the top 10 after nearly a year being on Amazon. That's a must-read. It changed the way that you pray forever. And I've got a new book coming out October 1st, and it's a devotional for men. It's called The Wild Man Devotional. And, okay. uh, 50 days uh, for for dudes to plow through what was around in my uh, little tin brain.
2: That's good. Yeah, because I heard y'all talk about it on your podcast. So, yeah, check out his podcast as well, Warriors and Wild Men. Doug, it's been a pleasure, man. Appreciate your time. Right on, buddy. Stay rowdy, Gary. All righty. Thank you, sir. Cheers, man.
1: Thanks again for listening to this episode of Remnant Revolution. If you liked what you heard, Please leave a comment and rating in iTunes and Google Play. This helps us get heard by more people. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends and family. Be sure to visit www.remnantrevolution.org to join the conversation, access the show notes, and keep up to date on important events and programming. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at remnantrevolution. Until next time, armor up, stand up, and speak up.